Tucson Business Radio is proud to present Home Care Today, where the veil is lifted and we navigate our way through the Tucson home care industry. Proudly sponsored by Caring Senior Service Tucson. Your hosts, Cindy Scheller and Mark Bishop. And welcome, everybody, to the very, very first, they call it the inaugural show, Home Care Today, hosted by Cindy Scheller and yours truly, Mark Bishop. Hi, Cindy. Hello, Mark. It's nice to see you. Good to be here. Yep. And we've got a terrific guest lined up. Keep in mind, the uh, folks, that the show is every first Monday of every month, live streamed at 3.30 p.m. And then, of course, on demand at uh, all of the local uh, and national podcast platforms uh, that you can go to to listen to. You can listen here on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com. It'll stay there forever. Or you can go to uh, the likes of Spotify or Apple or Google or Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever you want to go, and you'll be able to hear it there. We hope you're going to enjoy this show. It's into the depth of this industry of the home care. We're going to lift the veil, and we're going to do some navigating through some pretty top topics that you might be surprised about. Eventually, also, we'd love you to send in uh, any questions at all. Um, There's an email for Cindy I'm going to be giving you, and there's an email for me. And by all means, ask any questions. We'll get them answered in the next show. And if there's anything else you'd like to know, we would love to hear it. So... First of all, our guest today, we have uh, Mr. Ben, uh, Starfish Care Homes. Correct. Yes, indeed. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. He's our very first gentleman. And the other gentleman is Tom Potoff. Hi, Tom. Hi, Mark. And what's the name of your We business? are Serenity Senior Services. Serenity Senior Services. All right. And, of course, the show is brought to you by Caring Senior Service. Isn't that right, Cindy? That's right. Which you just happen to be the CEO of and the owner. And you do care very much. So welcome to our show today, folks. And as we progress over the weeks, you're going to hear from a diverse array of entities from within the home care industry. And they'll be giving you the latest news and information and a whole lot more. My co-host is highly respected in Tucson as a home care provider in Cindy Shallow. So... Just so you know, the episode podcast will remain permanently. I've told you that, and you can go to all of the others. Cindy, our guests today are who? Mark, our guests for this episode are Ben Silverman, owner-operator of Starfish Care Homes. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, Cindy. It's good to be here. Absolutely. And Tom Pothoff, owner and CEO of Serenity Senior Services. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Cindy. We'd like to get to know our guests a little bit before we get into the bones of the show. So, Ben, you were raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Yes. Right? Hardcore Steelers fan. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Yep. And well, I like the yellow and black anyway. Oh, yeah. It's right. Better, right. And you got a bachelor's and a master's in mechanical engineering from MIT. Yeah, I didn't take a straight path into senior care. I, uh, so I was no, an engineer for no. many, many years. Yeah, we're going to get into that too. Don't worry. We know all yeah. about you, okay. Mr. Bill. Don't you worry. <laughs> right. And an MBA as well from the University of Chicago. Yeah. Booth School of Business. Wow. I'm fully educated now. Right? (laughs) Overeducated, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. For (laughs) for what I do, maybe. Right. (laughs) What was the intended journey career-wise in the beginning, do you think? I I don't know. I wanted to run a large manufacturing company and kind of spent most of my career pursuing that. You know, I I worked for General Electric. I worked for uh, 
automotive companies. I worked for a couple of privately held companies just running businesses and uh, running manufacturing businesses honestly is not that much different from what I found than, mm-hmm. than running this kind of business. You have well, your customers, you value them, and you try to take care of them. Well, as you say, Ben, you ended up working in manufacturing at General Electric mm-hmm. uh, as a startup automotive supplier yep. and as an EVP for diamond tool manufacture. What's an EVP? Uh, vice president, executive vice president. Basically, oh. you run the show. I thought it was something special to do with ah. tools for a minute. <laughs> it means you didn't work, right? Right, right. <laughs> Got other people. And you ran consumer well. products division at Rainbird here mm-hmm. in Tucson when you moved to Tucson yep. for Rainbird back in 2005. Correct. Uh, were you happy then, Ben? Was it fulfilling? Oh, man. I, so I loved what I did, but I honestly didn't like working for the man or the big company. It's so much nicer to be able to kind of do your own thing and control your own destiny and wear flip-flops to work if you want and go to your daughter's tennis matches and not be answering other people's email at 2 in the morning. I hear you. So, I think we can all relate to yep. that. But your wife, Chris, is a nurse practitioner, right? We wouldn't be in this business if it wasn't for Chris. <laughs> I mean, she – I remember way back uh, when I was working in manufacturing, she was a critical care nurse, and she would just – come home with stories of of her patients uh, one night she she came home and bought a brisket on the way home because there was a, a guy in the hospital kind of losing his his wife and she just wanted to do some things to cheer him up and we're cooking brisket in in the 12 hours between that shift and the next shift and that's kind of just how she is she jumps in and, and tries to help people out so did she bring him brisket Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for sure. There you go. <laughs> so about, what, 2012, you guys decided to open Starfish Homes? Yeah, yeah. And Two- had you been thinking about that for a while? We've been thinking about an entrepreneurial venture for a long time. I started looking in, in different manufacturing places, office furniture repair, some other things. And, and uh, with Chris's background, we just started broadening our search and came across a listing for care homes we uh, we actually made an offer and we're in contract, but the during our due diligence, we we found that this business seems like the right thing for us, but we don't like this the way this person's running it. We just went out. My wife is a, a real estate hobbyist. She found a great home and we modified it and started our. Was first that the home. one that you renovated at the time? Yeah, yep. right. the wife okay. or the house? Huh? No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the other way around. Cindy, yeah. don't give up your day job, all right? I yeah. know, right? No, sorry. <laughs> so, so Ben, yeah. you went and found this house, a beautiful home. You renovated yeah. it for assisted living, yeah. and I think this is when you opened it back in September of 2012. Correct. Yeah. Alrighty. So over the years, that wasn't the first one. You renovated and opened a lot more homes. We we have a total of 14 homes now. Wow. So that's we, amazing. Yeah. So you've grown Starfish from what? No employees. We. 14 homes across six locations now. The first the first three months, it was kind of tag team. We had a home with three kids in it, and we had a home with a couple of residents in it. And I was at one, and Chris was at the other. And, and eventually, a couple months in, we started hiring employees, and it, it got a lot better. So what, 70-odd employees now? Yeah. Yeah, we have 70. 70 and how many residents would you have? Uh, almost 100. Okay. Yeah. Is that a, in, in this world, in this industry, is that huge, medium, or what? Well, it's for for a 
sole proprietor or it's getting pretty big? Yeah. yeah. Okay. For Tucson, I think that's yeah. impressive. It's a good size. Yeah. yeah. Our other guest is Tom Podhoff. He grew up in Tucson, is a graduate of Tucson High School and the University of Arizona, and he worked in the medical industry as a pharmaceutical representative for over 17 years. He did specialize in the areas of Alzheimer's and diabetes before starting Serenity Senior Services with his partner, Danny Klein. Hi, Danny. Uh, a big welcome to Home Care Today, Tom. Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, thanks. Uh, appreciate uh, da- uh, Danny give us uh, give him our regards. Uh, he was going to come earlier, but then we had to switch dates, and so we really appreciate you being here today. My Tom. pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely, Tom. You had to learn about senior living in Tucson when your dad developed dementia 16 years ago, and. Um, you had to find appropriate living situation for him, right? Yes, it was a very difficult time. I was raising young kids. Of course, my wife was there, of course. But, you know, it was a situation where I was spending a lot of time trying to help my mom and dad. My dad was a well-loved, well-respected physician in town. Mm-hmm. And when he started losing his memory, it was um, very difficult for him, of course, because he knew that he was losing his memory. And being the smart man that he was, he felt very um, out of place and very depressed. So my mom had no clue with any of the finances or anything. So I took over everything at that point. And I didn't know there were people like us that were placement specialists to find places for people with memory issues or assisted living issues. And there were very few at that time. There were, apparently. Um, but I was very lucky that I was in... Um, I, I was a good friend with somebody who was I was in an organization with, and she happened to be an ombudsman for Pima County. Perfect. And she led me to some places that uh, turned out to be pretty good, but I made a lot of mistakes at the beginning. Right. Uh, my mom wanted to be in a two-bedroom. Because uh, she needed uh, to move into a community as well. Well, my right? mom didn't want to be separated from my father, and that happens a lot, Ben, right, yeah. and Cindy? Yeah. So I needed to find a place for them. And back then, there weren't a lot of two-bedroom assisted living, so they moved into independent living because the facility said, no problem, we can take care of it. Well, one night at 2 in the morning, I get a call from TMC emergency room saying, are you the son of Franz Potthoff? I said, that, yeah. He said, well, we found him outside on Grant Road in his underwear. Oh, my God. So um, my mom had just let him wander. and um, at You that, know how many people listening right now can yeah, relate to what absolutely. you just said? It was it was frightening and sad, oh, and dear, um, dear. soon enough, I had to find a really, uh, a, a true memory case place for my dad, which I did, and uh, they did a fabulous job for him. And then eventually, yes, I did have to find a place for my mom because she fell in her home because she didn't want to move and right. didn't want a caregiver. So I found her a day and a half later after she fell, and she was basically in a concussion, uh, almost dead, six hours from being dead. And um, luckily, you know, I found her. She rehabbed. We found a great care for care home for her where she spent the next 10 years of her life and just passed away over Thanksgiving this last year. Yeah. Um, so sorry to yeah, hear about you. that. But, but, you know, I mean, your business comes from the heart, doesn't it? I it mean, does. It's, it's right there. Yeah. You know? and, and my partner, Danny, as well, was helping his grandparents who were having similar issues with dementia and physical issues. And they made a lot of bad mistakes that they didn't know were bad mistakes. Um, So we we learned from this and we decided after both being in the pharmaceutical industry for so many years to ask our physicians, what do you need help with? Because we were tired of pharmaceuticals. It's, it was a great job, but 
the satisfaction of the job wasn't there. Right. It wasn't your path it or wasn't, your calling. Uh, no, it really wasn't. So uh, we reached out to them, and they said, we need help finding places to go to when we tell them it's time for them to move. Right. And so, Tom, yes. you've got two grown daughters. Two daughters. Uh, two daughters. Yes. Um, you enjoy playing keyboards, harmonica, yeah, and do. saxophone, right? I do, yes. In a classical rock band. Yeah, it's called Vinyl Tap. Here in Tucson. Here in Tucson. Do you do many gigs? We do a lot of gigs. Oh. Really? In fact, Ben has been to yeah. several. I uh, I try to get front row seats. I really <laughs> Are they that good, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they've played in a couple places during covid Outdoors, where you get parking spots and you can bring a few yeah, friends. That's right. That's the nice new thing going on. Distance and so, how many in the band? There's six of us. Six? Yeah. It sounds like a pretty good big band. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very fortunate. We have some great musicians in the band, and we're just, I'm just. Uh, there's very, a lot of good musos in Tucson. There's amazing there? musicians in Tucson. Tucson, so. yeah. And, and what do you play mostly? What? Uh, it's all classic rock covers. Okay. So you know the you know the songs by heart. Yeah. You know Beatles and Tom Petty and Skinner huh? and yeah. oh, you know Bad Company, all those great bands. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And, did, and did you say the name of the band? Oh, Vinyl Tap. Yeah. So yeah it, kind of, it kind of tells you what what kind of music yeah, okay. they play. It's Vinyl pretty, Tap. Pretty solid. So you yeah. play the three instruments during this keyboards, harmonica, and sax. Yeah, I, I learned saxophone over the COVID break. So okay. now, Mark, I have to interject here. <laughs> sure. Now I want y'all to know. That Tom entertained us during COVID yeah. while he was hiding out up in the mountains. And he did, what do you call him, a spoof on certain songs about COVID? Yes. And I'll tell you, Tom, I laughed. Oh now, God. you can ask my husband. I don't laugh out loud that often. <laughs> I make myself laugh. But to have other people make me laugh, you know, it's a special thing. So if you want to find those videos, where are they on YouTube? Well, you can find them on YouTube. Look under Covideo Poems. That's right. All one word. Okay. Had to, had yeah. to mention that. Thanks, Sorry, Mark. Cindy. You know, got that in. And it's really fun knowing that Tom's a pretty straight-laced guy, too, and he got really into his character. So <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. fun to watch. It's a good, good Tom, Tom let's talk about yes. Serenity Senior sure. Services, okay? A locally-owned company that assists families and their aging loved ones find placement for assisted living. Memory care and independent living throughout Southern Arizona. And assisted living. So there is a distinction because not everybody that needs assisted living needs memory care. So if people have a physical issue, like mm -hmm. we, we oftentimes get people who are um, not able to walk. You know, they're in a wheelchair. Okay. But their minds are, are fully functional and yeah. cognitive. So there is a distinction. And, for example, Ben's Homes... They take all levels of care, so they do assisted living and memory care, which is a real bonus for us. Mm -hmm. You started this uh, business with Danny Klein Correct. five years ago. Right. Uh, tell us a little bit about Danny. Danny is a fabulous marketing person. Uh, in pharmaceuticals, he was well known to be probably the best marketer. Really? Uh, yes, and, and friends with all the physicians. He had the doctor's cell phones. He had their birth dates. <laughs> he had a trick. Uh, it was a great trick. It wasn't a trick. What it was, was she like? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Danny. I, Danny, I won't um, give up my So in pharmaceutical up. sales, you had to do breakfasts and lunches and, and, and snacks with the physicians. That's the only way you could see them mm -hmm. for the big offices. Really? Yeah. And so they would have calendars, and you would go in at the first of the month, yeah. and you'd at, you'd be the first one in there to try to, to get the first dates that you could get. You could get one breakfast and one lunch a month. Well, what Danny did was he bought the calendars for the offices. 
So he would, before everybody else even got a chance to look at the calendars, would put his dates down, and he would always choose the physician's birthday. You just tell Danny I'm going to yep. steal that. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he was fabulous, but he's also a man of great moral compassion. Mm-hmm. And when he approached me about doing this this uh, business, he actually approached me, so I have to give him credit for that. All right. And he said, Tom, we got to do something to help seniors. Yeah. You have experience with this, and so do I. Let's bond together and see what we can do. Fabulous. How, yeah. how many families do you think you've helped now? Well, uh, this is a very interesting question. So people will ask us, how many people have you helped? We've, we've reached out and helped about 900 families. However, not everybody needs placement. Right. And we are so happy to help people in whatever way they need. So I guess you could say our batting average, if you will, the number of patients that get placed or the percentage is about 70%. Right. And the rest of the percentage that doesn't get placed are either going to in-home care, which we highly recommend Cindy's company, Caring Senior Service, or they might go home to live with a loved one, or they might go uh, like to out of state where a family member will say, you know, I really want mom to be with us. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we'll talk about, I'm sure, how we get, you know, paid later on, but we help anybody no matter what. Mm -hmm. We don't always get paid for the services we provide, but we're happy to help people because they're so unsure of where to go in this process, and I'm happy to help them with that. So I got to add that when you help one person, you're helping a whole family because you're helping find a good home for somebody, but you're relieving a lot of stress and a lot of everything you go through, uh, daughters and sons and spouses, and everybody stresses out over a decision like this. It's Mm. really true, Mm. and it is – it's what we're all trying to do in our industry is making sure that we're giving people the best advice we can. And sometimes it's it's a, a bit of this and a bit of that. Like they may have home care for two weeks and then yeah. um, they may go live in one of Ben's starfish homes. Um, and they may only be there for a month and then, and then kind of rehab till mm-hmm. their spouse is better and then go home. But I, I'm curious, what's your vetting process? So we have so many assisted livings and skilled nursing facilities and care homes i think there last time i looked which was a couple years ago there was like 450 care homes in tucson so what's your vetting process that's a great question and um again this is something that danny came up with as the marketing genius that he is he at the very beginning well we took many many months before we even placed our first resident about six to seven maybe eight months going to places because we were new at this process. So we were finding out where these places were. We'd set up meetings with the managers of the owners, and we'd go and see their homes. And we'd also figured out that the Arizona Department of Health Services has a free and very available website to anybody who wants to look at it to see what the latest survey or inspection is. Now, those inspections are done typically yearly, and they're done on a surprise basis. So when the inspectors come in, they go through these care homes and facilities with a fine-tooth comb, and if there are any citations, then it is listed on the website. So we're very transparent with our our clients that they should go check out the places that we are going to show them. So that's one of the main things that we do is we look at their websites first. We'll look at the website to see what the latest survey is, but in non COVID times, you know, when we're able to go and and look at the homes and and visit them, 
we will do that. And we're typically in these homes a lot, you know, with new client tours. Unfortunately, it's a lot more difficult now. The reason that that helps us is because we can really see what's happening, you know, with the care homes and the facilities. If we see something, something's not right, we will approach the owners or the managers and ask them what is going on. And you have a motto for your business, don't you? Yeah, we're uh, doctor recommended, family approved. Mm. Okay, and you partner with what? How many local primary? We have over 100 physicians locally, close to 180 that we've worked with uh, over the past five years. And these are primary care geriatric physicians? Mostly. We also do have some specialists occasionally that will call us, urologists, uh, psychiatrists, Mm -hmm. who know that we do this, and they are connected with us as well. Right. We touched on it a little earlier. Before we go back to Ben, your placement services are completely free. Correct. Uh, to your clients, correct? How does that work? So Ben pays me. Ah, that's what it is. <laughs> so the, the way it works is that uh, there's a model that was set up many, many years ago that the care facilities, the care homes would contract with placement agents, and we have a certain percentage that we get from based on the first month's rent that a client pays to a care homeowner like Ben and Chris, and then we get a that percentage when we place them. So there's no real uh, long-term payment from that one client. So we're constantly looking for new referrals, and we're very fortunate that we get those new referrals. That's great. And I just so the community knows, um, Caring Senior Service, my agency, we do not we don't pay anybody for referrals. That's right. uh, really. Um, something that's pretty much reserved in the assisted living business, uh, at least as far as I'm concerned. Um, And your goal is to provide families with as much information as possible, correct? So they can make an informed decision. Yeah. Our goal is not to make the sale. You know what I'm saying? Our goal is to help, help these families navigate this very difficult process because most of the time they're brand new to this whole thing. And they they don't know where to turn to. So Danny and I are more than happy to help them with any questions that they have. Right. And I'll tell you, a, a lot of our calls don't amount to a placement. We have a lot of people who have to go with the Medicaid route, which is Altex, which is the Arizona Long-Term Care Placement System in Arizona. We're actually going to have okay. a show. Okay. Mark, tell them more. I'm sorry. Say again. Uh, we're actually going to do an episode about... Yeah. Uh, all techs. All techs and Medicated. access yeah. and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Yeah. We don't know when. Might be two, three from now, episodes from sure. now. But uh, but it warrants it, doesn't it? Absolutely. Because there are times, you know, we have, I, I can't tell you how many times, Mark, I've sat down with a potential client for mm-hmm. home, in-home care. And I've looked at their budget and I've said to them, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be the one, the one to drain your account. And for 24-7 care, you can be in assisted living for five years versus when mm-hmm. you're with home care. And, I, and mm-hmm. you know, with nutrition and socialization, there's, there's a lot of factors that go into how we decide what choices we're going to give a family. And that's part of it, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a very important part of it. When we do an intake for a new client, we go through all the questions that you would and that Ben would. Mm -hmm. And a big part of this is the financial aspect. And Mm -hmm. we're very, you know, 
what's the word? We're very cognizant. Key, cognizant, thank you. <laughs> and keyed in on making sure that the families are not stretched too thin. And if they have to go the Medicaid route, then we're happy to give them the information. Now, we're, uh, we're denied by the, the government to take any placement fees for a direct Medicaid placement, but we're happy to help them find a place by giving them phone numbers and talking them through the process. And I think we all try mm. to do that, Mark. Um, yeah. You know, Danny or Tom will call me about a specific client, and Ben and I have worked together as well with right, clients right. trying to help a family or a particular patient figure it out. Because a lot of times it's like trying to see out of the eye of a hurricane. There's so much going on. Hmm. There's so much confusion. People are stressed. They don't feel good. They're sick. There's a lot more to it than meets the eye, isn't there? A lot of people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes when it comes to that. And you're talking loved ones. You're talking human beings. I hope you're enjoying the first show, our inaugural show of Home Care Today, proudly sponsored by Caring Senior Service. And we'd like you to just to have a cup of tea or something while you listen to this message, would you? Whether it's after a fall, stroke, or if you have a loved one living with Alzheimer's or dementia, Caring Senior Service is here to help. Sometimes for seniors to remain healthy, happy, and at home, families need a helping hand. Caring Senior Service is able to make positive changes in the lives of seniors and their families by hiring only quality caregivers, offering exceptional care solutions, and providing active involvement. Caring Senior Service provides superior in-home care using our systematic great care method to deliver the very best personalized service each and every time. Our goal is to keep seniors engaged in daily life, so we offer a wide range of services, including hands-on support with activities of daily living, meal preparation, light housekeeping, transportation, and more. For more than 25 years, Caring Senior Service has been giving seniors the control to live independently while giving families peace of mind, knowing that our staff is there to help. Give us a call today and find out how Caring Senior Service can help your family. All right, we're back. And don't forget, you can uh, email Cindy directly if you have any questions at all Something you'd like answered. What is your email, Cindy? It is csheller at caringinc.com. So csheller at caringinc.com. Or you're welcome to email me, which is markbishop at businessradiox.com, and we'll make sure we get it into the next show. Ben, I want to ask you this. Um, if there's one thing at Starfish mm -hmm. that you've focused on specifically, what would that be? The most important thing we do is to, to hire and keep really good caregivers. It doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter everything else. We, The houses need to be nice. The food needs to be good. Mm -hmm. But as long as your staff is really good, uh, then, then that's the essence of what you're doing is providing a happy place, a happy home where people are respected and cared for well, cared for professionally. So nice. that's kind of mostly what we think about. Well, I mean, you give them tools, resources, and you mm -hmm. give them a positive environment to yeah. do their jobs well. And that that's, means a lot. Yeah, caregivers, you uh, you definitely don't do this job for the money. So you want to you want to feel good about it. You know, mm -hmm. you want you want your staff to to feel like they're able to do the special things. If they want a special meal, if they want a, a super nice birthday cake for the birthday, you want to decorate the house for 
Fourth of July, then go all out and make it fun for the staff, make it fun for the residents, and and uh, that just makes for a happier home. And that's right. all about what we're trying to do is make the home a happy place. Well, their jobs are difficult, right? So really uh, difficult. being a caregiver is one of the hardest jobs you can ever have. Yeah. And so all the support and the encouragement that you provide them really matters, Ben. Yeah. And, and, and you know it's uh, sometimes this is a stressful thing for families to go through. And there's times where they, they kind of take it out a little bit on the lowest person on the totem pole. And, and you have to kind of jump in and, and help support your staff. It's stressful for everybody. It's stressful yeah. for staff, stressful for the folks. But it's also mostly not stressful. Mostly there's a lot of fun. Mostly there's a lot of interaction and everything. But, right. but certainly it's light, life happens and, and you know you go through stressful times as well. And all of your meals are home cooked, right? Yeah. Everything's made, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables. I, I would say almost all. There's times <laughs> where Costco does a, a better job than us. It's hard to beat their mac and cheese. That's true. Hard to beat their right. stuffed peppers, but we do a, a pretty good job of uh, doing homemade food, a lot of fresh fruit, a lot of fresh vegetables. Right. And then how do you stay on the same page with families in terms of patient conditions? So if there's a change in condition, yeah. How do you manage that? Because so, it's not always easy. So I, I tell our, our families, I tell our staff that it's our it's just our job to notice that stuff. If somebody's not eating the same this you know the latter part of this week as they were in the beginning part of this week, if they seem a little bit more confused, if they seem a little bit lethargic, it's our job because we're with them all the time to notify the family and to notify the primary care provider. And you don't always take action, but you definitely are aware of the situation so that you can decide whether, hey, this is this is something we ought to act on or, or not. Mm-hmm. And at least you, you have over time a pretty clear picture of what the story is. Mm-hmm. You know, so so you can do uh, the right thing. Ben, I want to ask you, how do assisted living homes fit into senior living landscape? Yeah. So so we're kinda like the last step in the chain. If people talk about the the silver tsunami, we're like the crest of the tsunami. <laughs> we, we take care of the the generally the oldest, the most frail people. Uh, people want to be as independent as they can be, and usually that means living in more of an apartment type setting in a bigger community with activities and things that you can go to. But maybe your meals are helped. Uh, you know, meals are prepared. You have a call button that you can get help if you need it. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, when people come to us they're past that they they need help every day to get up out of bed to get dressed to sometimes help with eating or showering or mm-hmm. or just all the we call them the activities of daily living they need help with that kind of stuff so so uh our our home feels much more like a room in a home rather than an apartment in a community right i have a, a kind of a throw-in question sure. so with covid has it been difficult getting uh, we talk about home health care, we talk about in-home care, but in our industry, we call it skilled in-home care. And that is an agency that provides skilled nursing, physical therapy, occupational therapy. With COVID-19 over the past year, has it been difficult getting services set up for maybe a resident who has a gait issue, or are they able to keep on top of it? So, so- we have had a, a difficult and challenging time balancing the the need for that care versus the risk of another person coming into the home 
possibly spreading COVID. So we've erred more toward making sure that it's absolutely medically necessary if we're bringing someone in. We, we always bring people in for like wound care. If someone has a significant wound that needs a nurse to treat, that, then, then we would bring that in. Physical therapy, there's some of our people are 93, 95, 98 years old. We're helping them transfer out of wheelchairs, transfer into bed. We can help them walk. We can help them with some minor exercises. And it's, it's tough to kind of recover with therapy when mm-hmm. you're that age. So, so just providing those types of uh, assistance, uh, we, we've found often that we, we, don't, we don't feel that the, that kind of thing during COVID is medically necessary. So let's say I was in the arena, you know, a family member. What should I look for when I tour a home or facility? Right. It's a, it's a few simple things. Uh, you need to feel really comfortable. I mean, you want to walk in. You want to feel like a home. You, don't, you want to walk in and make sure it doesn't feel tense. Look around at the staff. They ought to be welcoming. They ought to look happy. You ought to be able to open up the refrigerator and the in the pantry and see that it's well stocked. Look at the residents. Talk to the residents. I mean, it's a home that you're moving into. There's only a couple of caregivers and ten residents. You you all, you want to get a general feel that things are good. What what do yeah, you think? Yeah, just so. want to add something. A, a real um, sticking point for us is when a care home says, "Well, there are specific visiting hours for the families." Mm. That really puts a a red mark in my mind that something might not be going right there. Yeah, it's like visiting your preschool, right? Right. Like you should be able to go visit your family. And I know that's been really hard as well because Mm. people that are in the hospital, people that are in skilled nursing and even assisted living because we have this great responsibility to protect our residents and our patients. Yet, you know, I think technology has helped a lot in helping families Zoom with their loved ones, helping do um, Zoom and FaceTime and Mm -hmm. whatever the technology that's available. I found that very useful in our practice. Um, I'll probably get in trouble by saying this, but there's times where technology works really well. And then there's times where people don't hear very well and people don't see very well and a video call, just not going to cut it. So we've we've made exceptions. I mean, there's times where we have folks in our home that feel so isolated and they can't connect via even the best technology. So, Mm -hmm. so we figure out how to make those visits happen. We're going to check out the placement model with, uh, with Tom in just a second. Sydney wants to go into that with him, but I want to remind you folks, you're with home care today. It's the inaugural show of uh, what's going to be around. We hope for a long time. It's lifting the veil on the home care industry and navigating our way through all sorts of bits and pieces. There's so much to this industry, it's not funny. We're hoping to cover it all. We're going to be having doctors, surgeons, home care owners. Cindy, give me an idea of a, down the track who we've got coming. Oh, I mean, my gosh. So Lawyers. Our, we've got lawyers. We're, we're going to talk about... What on earth are lawyers ever to do with this, Tom? Tell mm-hmm. me. Well, lawyers are an integral part of a senior's uh, future care needs because a lot of times... Believe it or not, people do not have all of their life's goals set in writing. All right. Um, we get that a lot. And yeah. so they also are very knowledgeable with, you know, 
money issues and fiduciary issues like that. It's very I important. Have, I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> no, 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 no. We won't go into that, but it's very important. It's a whole show. I can see that right now. Well, it's actually yeah. our next show. Yeah. So it's going to be called Will's Trusts, POAs, Oh yeah. My, Like Lions oh, yeah. and Tigers and Bears right, Online, right. because we never have it straight. And now we even have the issue of mental health power of attorneys, and that's become so critical um, with what we are all doing as well. And we were talking about the placement model is unique. Thank you. The placement model is unique, and I lost my place. Mark, help me out here. That's okay. what I'm giving you. I, I'm going to go the back full intake, to and this is, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go back to a question that I didn't fully answer before, like our vetting process. So I was telling you about Danny's really brilliant idea. Oh yeah. We we had a dinner with 30 physicians, and we sat them down, and we shared with them our model. This is before we really got started, and we had put together a four-page vetting checklist of things that we thought were important for care homes and facilities, they added three more pages based on their input. That's why it can turn out to be a seven-page. Seven-page. Right? And, that's, and that's been very helpful because they were really adam- adamant about certain things that we didn't think were that important, but it was really helpful. And this and was called what? The Community Review Checklist. Yes, it's our own proprietary checklist. There mm. you go. That's and correct. you're very transparent when we you are. work with your clients, right? We tell them to please check the website for the Arizona Department of Health Services to see how many um, citations a care facility might have. Uh, We also are very honest with them about the care level in terms of the ratios of caregivers to residents, and that's a big one for us. For example, Ben's care homes all have two caregivers to 10 residents during the day and then one overnight. And there are several care homes that that cut corners because they just can't afford it. Right. And they're doing one caregiver for 24 hours a day. Well, I, I've known you for a while now, Tom, and we've worked together oh, for yes. over the last five years. And uh, we kind of grew up in me as an entrepreneur over that time that we both in business and you've built a solid reputation, which I appreciate. You and Danny both have um, that integrity that I look for in community partners, and Ben, you as well. I, I remember when meeting with, with Tom and Danny early on, and they said that they were going to be able to get all of this FaceTime with the doctors and be able to network with them. And I'm like, you're not going to be able to get that much, <laughs> you know, that much information share. But they they've right. they really do. They've they've done it in a professional way, and they get the doctor's input. And when when the doctor's on board with this decision, it, it makes right. the family that much more confident. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it makes the whole process work a lot better. Yeah, the generation that we're working with, they they're the generation that trusts their family doctor or their specialist, and right. so when they say. Here's a pamphlet for Tom and Danny. Please call them. They're going to call us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Tom. How how does your placement, you know, services, how do they differ from, let's say, a place for mom? So l- let me say, first of all, that a place for mom was a pioneer in our industry, okay? So they were the first ones to set up the model, many, what, 30 years ago? It's been a while. A long time. Mm-hmm. So the difference is that they've become a huge company. And they have representatives all over the country, and the majority of them, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, um, are over the phone or over the, over the email. So you might call the Place for Mom 800 number, and you might get somebody that's in Salt Lake City or you know Wisconsin mm-hmm. that's going to help you with a placement in Tucson. Uh, they're not going to tour with you, but they can give you uh, several homes and facilities that might fit. Uh, in our case, what we do is that 
we get a phone call or we get a number that a doctor gives us for a client. We'll call them. We do an intake over the phone to begin with. Then as much as COVID allows with us now, we meet with them in person and spend as much time as we need to to make sure that we have all the information intact and we get HIPAA clearance if we need to from their physician Mm -hmm. to talk to their doctor to make sure that we're making the right choices about which care homes or facilities we're going to look at. Excuse my ignorance. What's HIPAA clearance? Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's the... Uh, the uh, what is the uh, privacy <laughs> the privacy act yeah. oh, so okay when right. you sign the HIPAA clearance um, with every physician's office they they let you sign that they make you sign it so that they can't give out information unless it's a particular representative that is cleared with your family mm. and we all use that mark so I cool. if we right. have a shared client mm-hmm. between Ben and I but Tom mm. how do clients find you and how can they find you yeah so the majority of our clients, when we first started out, and still to this day, are referred to us by the physicians, the primary care physicians mostly. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of the, our brochures in many of their offices, and they will, or they'll have Danny or my cell phone number, and they'll just give the, the patients our number. Danny 911. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and um, we're, we're happy to, to feel those calls. Uh, the brochures have both of our phone numbers, our, our email address, which is info at serenitysss.com or it can be tom at serenitysss.com or danny at serenitysss.com so does danny walk around saying book em, book em, Dan-o. right right <laughs> <laughs> so there's many ways to get a hold of us um that's good i, I don't know if you want our cell well, these, phone number, these emails will be up with your phone numbers on the great. site permanently yes. so they'll be able to see that as well uh and that's good yeah lots of contact we want that and um, that's important. So you're talking about the process when a, when a new client uh, calls or emails you for assistance. Right. So after the first initial call, uh, we'll, we'll set up that meeting and we will go to their house or wherever it is that they're feeling comfortable. We used to be able to meet at like restaurants when that was yeah. not a COVID issue. What's a restaurant? And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> what's, what's an indoor restaurant? And uh and we would spend as much time, like I said, going over all the issues. So, you know, uh, physical issues, memory issues, social considerations. Are they wanting to be with a lot of people or a few people? What's the geographical ge- geographical location? Is the family in Tucson or are they in the northwest or are they in the east? Where do they want their loved one to be? And, of course, very important is the financial component of this because there are incredibly we're blessed to have an incredibly large number of care homes and facilities in Tucson, but depending on what the financial considerations are, we can we have to be very selective when it comes to that. If somebody can only afford a certain amount of money, there are certain care homes that we cannot go to, um, as opposed to if somebody has an unlimited budget, we're mm-hmm. much more able to show them a lot more things. You know, I was sort of going to ask, how do you decide you know, where to place your clients? Yeah, and and most of it's based on on those issues that we just talked about. Uh, Probably the most important component is the financial part. And although we're not financial advisors, we have a pretty good handle on where people should go or where we suggest they go in terms of getting even more advice, especially when it comes to Altex, you know, the Medicaid portion. But if they have significant amount of money or if they have a long-term care insurance policy that pays Mm -hmm. for a good part of it, then we are able to send, you know, visit places like Ben's home. And I'm saying that he's 
on the high end. He's very much in the average price range, mm-hmm. but he has the ability to show a lot of different places. And that's we're, we're blessed to have Ben and Chris. And it's not just because he's here at this show, but we probably do most of our placements with Ben and Chris as far as care homes go. And I will say I've been to a number of Ben's homes. I haven't been to the newest ones. I've been a wee bit busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've all been pretty busy. Right, yeah. but they are beautiful. And, you know, Tom, I, I would love to know what is the one piece of planning advice before a crisis that you can share with us? The, the most difficult thing for people to understand is it it's going to be too late if you wait too long so be proactive and expensive right it can be very expensive and it can also be a situation where you have to find a place for a loved one that you don't necessarily want to have to go to but because it's a crisis situation you're gonna have to go there Um, so being proactive making a plan ahead of time And knowing when to put that plan into action is a huge part of it. And the question we get from most of our clients is, but how do I know when that plan should be put into place? And I think right now with our population, so many people are in this position, thank you, COVID, because suddenly their families are faced with with loved ones that got really, really sick. I have a childhood friend whose stepmom, you know, she's been married to her dad forever, and she's still at a skilled nursing facility. Well, I haven't been to the family home since I was a teenager, I think. And I went, I said, well, let me do a safety assessment before we say we're going to bring her home. And I realized that we would have to take off the door frames just to get a walker through the door. And the carpet had been there for many, probably since, you know, her dad tried to wake us up at two o'clock to see if we were still alive as teenagers. And, you know, the carpet was rippling and we had to make this very large list of things and yet give him control to say, I can, okay, yes, you can move this, you can move that. So I think that's an excellent piece of advice. People are very well intentioned. It's it's a, it's a big challenge to know the right time. Uh, And I think that many, many people err towards, uh, I say err, decide to give mom and dad the the choice and and 90 percent of the time people are going to say i want to stay in my home until that time comes Mm -hmm. and quite often that's not the best environment you're in your home you're watching tv all day you can't afford enough care when you really need that care uh i would say probably somewhere around half of the people come to us because they waited a little too long and Mm -hmm. they they had they've been falling for a while and Mm -hmm. one of those falls is eventually going to end badly and we get people out of uh skilled nursing facilities after they either had a break or uh you know a a significant injury with a fall and and then it becomes time and and most of the time i would say People feel better and feel more independent when they need that care mm-hmm. and they get that care. And it's there. But how do I decide? How do yeah. I decide um, what the best home or the best facility or setting is for my for my loved one? How do I figure all of that out? Uh, generally, if you start a little bit earlier right. and that person can 
I mean, even if a person's a little bit confused, they can still, you can still take them to a home, they can look around and they can see, this feels kind of good. We have, we have, uh, I like to say my homes are like my kids. Like everyone's different, but you love them all mm-hmm. and, and yeah. raise them all the kind of the same way with the same standards. But there, we have homes that feel like families were raised there in the 1970s and 80s. They're, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. classic Tucson homes. We have more elegant homes. And, and part of that is people feeling comfortable in, in, in the home. I mean, you, when you go shopping for a home for yourself, you, you, some of those amenities are important to you. Well, you love your properties, I can say that. How do you answer this one, Ben? Yeah. What do you love most about your business? Oh, it's it's 100% the relationships that you have with with that new family because it's not just the person who warms your heart who comes into your home and, and you get to know them and you get to know their story and you, you get to know how to joke around with them and, and sort of help enrich their life, but you also meet their family members and mm-hmm. and you see how much that family cares for this person and and it just it just makes you feel good to to do that service for all these d- right. different so moments. when any of the kids ask you you know when is the time for hospice mm-hmm. how does that work so so uh like that's you a whole said, show a whole, <laughs> a whole other show i'll say yeah I'll say really quick <laughs> all right hospice is uh changing the mindset from being mm-hmm. curative to being uh, comfortable. Absolutely but, agree. With and it's that. usually mandated by a physician or suggested by their physician. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it does, I will say, I will add to that, it does provide significant support to the family mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, a uh, big fan of hospice, and we'll do a whole show on Great. that as well. But um, I think it's a little bit unusual, right, that you have a medical director, Chris, in uh, with Starfish, and, yeah. and how amazing is it, that? It's super beneficial for. Give me an for, example. Like, what's uh, what's the best thing about? I know the best thing about well, Chris is she's Chris. But. I mean, but so, so on a weekend, I mean, uh, she she had many years in urology, so there's times where a nurse comes out to change a catheter, and it's difficult. And she's a nurse practitioner. She's done this. She's fixed many catheter situations over the years she also is just super knowledgeable about i I would say some some of the times back before covid she would go out to do an assessment and see a person living at at home and and just immediately know either by their color or by their demeanor that they need to go seek medical help so we're she's out there to do an assessment and next thing you know she's sending them to the er to get get fixed or get it to a better place all, all so, under so the to, one roof to have to having have your darling is pretty cool yeah. working with you exactly. tom yes is there Mark. anything that we've left out that you would like to share to our listeners oh boy uh that's a good question um i think uh cindy and i and ben were, were talking before the show started and the thing that i believe that all three of us share is that we want to do the right thing not only because we feel like we have to but we feel that we've that we want to, but we feel we have to. Uh, in our case, um, physicians give us a lot of the referrals for their patients. So if we send a resident to a place that's not taking care of them, it's not a good placement, who's the first person they're going to call? Mm-hmm. Well, their doctor. They're going to say, Tom and Danny sent to this place, and it's not what we expected. you know. And that's um, a very important part of this. But the fact that Cindy and Ben um, all have these great hearts, uh, 
I feel very fortunate that we've connected with them. And like Cindy said earlier, when you do the right thing, good things are to, are going to come to you. So when we do a lot of advice giving and we don't get paid for it, what usually happens is they'll tell their friends and we'll get a referral from them. That's right. So it just always comes around when so you do I, the right thing. I absolutely agree. And I have one question for both of you. We mm -hmm. have just a couple minutes left. But I'll say that we're probably sick of this word, but we've all had to pivot um, during 2020, during the COVID crisis, right? We all have had to do something a little bit different. What have you learned that you will continue to implement for the highest good of our community in 2021? Well, for me, uh, I think that, you know, this is just a general observation of my own hygiene. Um, I think that washing your hands and, I mean, I'm not going to wear a mask the rest of my life, but knowing that people could be, you know, with a cold or with a flu or something, it makes me much more cautious, you know, with washing my hands and touching things or not touching things, that's going to help not only me, but the people that I, I interact with. And it's a very general idea, not necessarily with my business, but overall, it's, it's a piece of information that I'm going to keep in the back of my head. But it's a very public service message, and I love that. Yeah. Did you think of something, yeah. Ben? So I, I think what, what we've learned is this is less cookie cutter of a business than you might think. It's like, you, you, you're faced with so many different challenges and so many implied restrictions and things that you have to be rigid about. But you, you, at the same time, you learn that people need different things and people really need that interaction and that feeling closeness and you need to let families connect. And, and I think we've figured out more ways to enable that to happen in our homes and we look at our homes as, mm -hmm. as even more of a place where hey we, we got to look at the whole person yeah. and make sure that the whole person is being taken care of because some of the things that some of those support systems have been ripped from underneath people during right. COVID. Right. Yeah. and what i know and what i've continued to say is that it does take a village and it does take a community and we all have to work together and the purpose and the vision of the show is, you know, y'all can reach out to any one of us and we will guide you. And if we don't know the answer, we'll find the answer. The show is dedicated to our community so that you can have some tools in your tool belt to help plan before a crisis and so that we share our knowledge with our Tucson community and surrounding communities. Well, really anywhere. You can use this information no matter where you live. There are referral source agents. There are, um, there are Integris owners, care home, owner, care home owners, home care owners. So we are here for our community. And I just want to thank both of you for being on our first show. It's it, this uh, little mission I have going is really important to me. And it was an honor to have you both with us. And it was Ben Silverman, starfishcarehomes.com. Unusual name, Ben, Starfish. Yeah. What's the story behind that? So, so there's a, a story that goes along. In a minute. Yeah, I know. So, so it's a story <laughs> about someone on the, on the beach throwing starfish okay. back into the water. That's I simple. Think huh? People have 
heard all that right. poem. So we're, it, ma- it makes a difference to this starfish. And, well, as Cindy and says, folks, day. they're all approachable. Yep. They're lovely people. They don't hide behind any computer screens and all this jazz. You can't talk to them. Starfishcarehomes.com on LinkedIn as well of uh, Ben Silver's 58. If you don't do that, uh, you know, look, the best way is just to go to a website. You can sit there in your pajamas and have a nice cup of green tea and have your slippers on if you want. You can read till four in the morning. No one's going to disturb you. Starfish Care Homes. And, of course, uh, on the other hand, and your site is called what, it's Tom? SerenitySS.com or SerenitySeniorServices.com. That's it. www.SerenitySeniorServices.com. And uh, very, very easy to do. Well, Cindy, Ep one gone, the inaugural. This has taken only, what, two years to get here. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, people have been telling me to do this. Mark's been telling me to do this, and I've waited and I've waited. But, you know, with COVID, it was time yeah, it's been difficult. to share our yeah. share our brains. We're proud to have you on the show. Proud uh, sponsor, too, is uh, Cindy Scheller of Caring Senior Services of the very first Lifting the Veil on this industry, navigating our way through with fabulous shows coming up. Believe me, I, I you know, the caliber of guests is amazing and we're booked a year in advance just goes to show you how many people are very keen to share it's on the first monday of every month it's once a month at the moment that the show is live that we live stream okay the first monday of every month is easy to remember it's at three thirty. but the biggest thing is is each episode is on demand okay which means it, it's there all of the time on the podcast platforms is right here on Tucson Business Radio X along with the bios of our guests their photographs all sorts of things and their contacts as well okay so that's pretty good and in a particular area of Tucson look out on your uh, computers because you may be getting an email soon about the show about Cindy and our guests, and there's lots of wonderful prizes to be won. We're going to be opening up and sharing with you a bit of fun, okay? So look out for that. That's going to be an email to uh, specifics. Uh, and you never know what, what you can get out of that lot. But in the interim, Cindy Shallow, it's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Everybody be safe, be well, and we will talk to you next month. Home Care Today, where you get to meet the who's who of the Tucson home care industry. The podcast is live streamed at 3.30 p.m. every first Monday of the month and on demand on most popular podcast platforms. Questions or suggestions, please contact C. Scheller at caringinc.com or Mark Bishop at businessradiox.com. Home Care Today is a Mark Bishop media production.